thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church, Bushland, Texas. Hey, on the back of your bulletin is the uh, text for today. Uh, you can go ahead and look those up, put your finger there, but we'll get there eventually, I promise. Hey, one thing that's real interesting in life is, well, there's a lot of things interesting in life, <laughs> but like Paxton said, the mall is pretty interesting, but... But what I see a lot in church, church people, people in general, is there's, this, there's always these, I, I guess you could call them these imaginary lines in the sand that God draws in our lives. And he, and he draws them there, and we don't necessarily always see them, but he always wants us to there so that we might push through them. You know, you think about, you think about the fact for some people, maybe not for you today, but for some people... Coming to church, walking in to church, scares them to death. It just scares them. Brings anxiety, fear in their life. Just coming to church scares them. I mean, I've got to say, man, you don't want me to come to church, preacher, catch on fire and burn down. I said, no, it won't. All right? but, but it's true. I mean, coming to life group for the very first time or a small group Bible study can cause a lot of fear and anxiety to people. All right? Having someone ask you to read out loud or pray out loud or someone to ask you to pray can cause a lot of fear and anxiety to you, can make you nervous. And we have those in our lives. I remember I was in the fifth grade, and we were at First Baptist Church in Athens, Texas, and we had bought this little house that this older couple lived in forever, and it was like right on top of the church. And the church was just waiting forever for the person to either go to a nursing home or pass away because the church wanted to buy it. They needed space. And so the house, they, they finally put the sweet little couple in a nursing home, and they came to the church and said, hey, would y'all like to buy this? Yes. Boom. Got it done. So they put a fifth and sixth grade department there, preteen, fifth and sixth. That was before the word preteen or what we call zone 56. wasn't cool then. Now it's cool. But that was where we were. And, and, and I had a real good friend of mine, Steve Barksdale, who taught the fifth and sixth grade boys. Now, I have recently given my life to Christ at the age of 10. I was in fifth grade. And so Steve, just being the great guy that he is, the next Sunday wanted me to read out of the Bible because I was a fresh new Christian, okay? Like that somehow, you know, helped you read. But so remember that I was the kid that struggled in school stuttering and had a hard time reading and all this other stuff. And, And he knew that. And I guess he just didn't think about that at that point. So he asked me to read. So I'm in church and, you know, all these people that love Jesus and all my friends and all this other stuff. And I start reading the Bible and I'm telling you, it's a train wreck. I mean, I'm stuttering. I can't, I'm saying words not even in there. I'm walking all over myself. And you know what everybody does? They start laughing. They just start laughing. In church, loving Jesus, loving Christian people, all that stuff. They just start laughing, all right? And so I, I leave. I run. I, I just take off, all right? I don't want to do a mad and all this other stuff. And so I go to the worship service, and that's where I am. My parents come in. I'm just sitting in all by myself. Now, I don't even tell my parents for a long time this happened and all this other stuff, but, but it really upset me. So a lot of time goes by, junior high, high school, all this other stuff. Now, understand, I was in church and all this other stuff, but, but I fell in kind of one of those traps as one of those youth. Sometimes youth do. I had four youth ministers in six years. Now, how close are you going to get to them? Not very close. And so FCA was the big deal for me. That was outside of church where I kind of connected. And so I get out of high school, going to college, 
And so my sophomore year, I'm going to this thing called Time Out. And it's a college night Bible study. Billy Foote's leading worship and all this other stuff. He's my roommate. And it's about two or 300 college kids that are there. And the guys that are leading the thing are real close friends of mine. I mean, I just, these guys are mentors in my life and all this other stuff. And so he comes up to me on a Tuesday evening. I'm walking to the house. And he comes up to me and says, hey, man, I got this scripture I want you to read. What? He says, I, you, just read it. Just during worship, you just walk up and you just start reading it. I'm like, oh, Lord. So the whole time worship's going on, here's what I'm thinking. The last time I read out of the Bible in front of people, it wasn't good. That's what's going to my mind. I'm 19 years old at this point, and I'm still trapped by that what happened in, my, in fifth grade. And so it comes time, Billy winds down worship, and I'm supposed to walk up and grab the mic and just start reading this text that he gave me. And I'm telling you right now, you'd have thought I mean, I was as nervous as I could be. I was scared to death. I had no idea what I was going to do, if I was going to ever stutter. I didn't know if they were all going to laugh. I didn't know anything. I had this fear just encompass me. I mean, it trapped me. And I get up there, and it gets all quiet, and then I start reading, and I want you to know something. I was red, boy, red, red. It was awesome. I sat back down, and I was like, goodness gracious. I mean, I was nervous. And so at that point, man, I remember telling God, God, you got to get me through this because I'm scared. I'm scared. And I read it. And then after that, I start reading more. Then I start speaking at D-Nows. I start sharing my testimony at these big things. Then I start teaching at D-Nows and all this other stuff. And a year later, in the fall of my junior year, I'm laying in my bed. And, and I've had people over the course of that year say, dude, I think there's a call on your life to ministry. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're crazy, okay? And I'm laying in my bed, and I mean, I'm pounding inside. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I know what God wants me to do. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, but I just can't get to the point to say it. And I open up my Bible on one of those boomerang things where you just, all right, all right, God, you said you give me a word, so give me a word. I just open the Bible. It could have opened that Jesus wept, for that matter. I don't know what it was going to open up to. So this is what it opens up to, Jeremiah 1. Here's the words I read. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you to. And do not be afraid of them. For I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord reached out his hand, and he touched my mouth, and he said to me, Now I've put my words in your mouth. Do not be afraid. I want you to see some scripture Go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. This is Joseph. Okay? This is Joseph. He has a dream. And an angel appears to him. I want you to look at Matthew 1 verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be Afraid to take Mary home as your wife 
Because what, she con- what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give them the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph, do not be afraid. Look over in Luke. Go to Luke 2. Let's go to verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. Listen to what he's saying here. All of us are there, man. All of us have been there at a time in our life where we're here. God's calling us deeper. He's calling us to step out. He's calling us to go where we haven't been before. And we're scared to death. We're scared, 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 scared. About a year ago, I mentioned the first service. About a year ago, we had a gentleman in our church that had started coming. And he, and he, and he texted me and he said, Hey, can, can, if you can, if you've got a chance, call me. I have a question for you. So I call him up. And here's his question. If you're not doing anything today, can you help me go buy a Bible? I've never bought a Bible. I've never had a Bible. He is 41 years old at that point. 41 years old. Never, ever owned a Bible. So we go to Lifeway, and I said, as soon as you go to Lifeway, man, you just hang a right. So we took him in the Lifeway, and we hung a right, and went to all the Bibles, and he was, he was bumfounded by all the initials on, on the Bibles. There's a, what's a K-A-J-S, a J-K, a new K, what's a N-I-V, what's a New American Standard? What's a, what's, I mean, I'm like, hey, I know this, is, I don't have an explanation for that. I'm sorry. I don't know what in the world that's all about, okay? It's confusing, but don't get distracted by all that. Just get your Bible. You can understand. He said, what do, you, what do you preach out of, Pastor? And I said, I preach out of an NIV. He goes, then give me an NIV. So we got him an NIV. He, is, he was scared to death at that point, but God, he said, you know what, Pastor? God said, get your Bible. Go get the Word, because he felt awkward in men's group because we were in the Word, and he didn't have a Word, and he said, I, didn't, I, I get on my phone on my iPad, but I wanted a Bible. I never had a Bible. So we went and got a Bible. Past fear. Mentioned a couple that joined in the first service, fresh from Indiana. I met with them a couple weeks ago on Wednesday night. I was sharing with them. We were talking. We were visiting. And she looked at me and she said, I know we're, we're scared. We don't know everything, but we know God's called us to this church. Mm. And if God called us, that's enough for us. That's a good word. She, they're nervous, fresh from Indiana to the big city of Bushland, Texas, okay? I was like, I don't know why you're scared. They came from a 2,000-member church, and they're scared here. But what there is, it's out of your comfort zone. See, when we get in, we like to be comfortable. But see, here's the deal. God, God don't want you to stay there because God is out here, and he wants to push you out of that. I want you to go to a text. Go to Exodus he said, that preacher, that is not a Christmas text, okay? I know, I know, hang in there, all right? Go to Exodus chapter 20. I want you to see 
what I'm kind of talking about here. This is Moses, Mount Sinai, about to get the Ten Commandments. Verse 18. When the people saw the thunder, I'm in chapter 20, sorry, verse 18. When the people saw the thunder and the lightning, heard the trumpet, saw the mountain in smoke, they were terrified with fear. I would be too. They stayed at a distance, and they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. I'm sorry, that might be the theme today, huh? God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you, and keep you from sinning. And the people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Mm. Scared, mountain trembling, don't know what to do. And Moses said, don't be fearful, don't be afraid. That's just God. He's coming to test you. You got to go. And they remained at a distance, and and Moses said, he passed right through. He went where, where? God was. And we need to go to one more. Psalm 103, 103, Psalm 103, look at verse 7. 103, verse 7. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. Now, if you have your own Bible, in parentheses, or somewhere around the word ways, I need you to write heart. He made known his heart to Moses. His deeds, out beside deeds, are drawn error, but it's activity. His activity to the people of Israel. So I want you to see something. There's the activity of God, stuff, and there's the heart of God. When you know the heart of God, you will trust God. Now watch this. I'm convinced that there's a whole bunch of people that love God. But there's a much smaller group of people who trust God. And watch this. You say, well, doesn't love mean the same? No, 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 no. Loving God, you can love his activities. You can love the things of God. You can love that God sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You can love that about him. But when God says, go, do this, go forward, give up this, surrender this, get out of your comfort zone and do this, people go, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I can't do that. Standing over a loved one, everything in your body says, I want them to stay. I don't want them to go. I want to keep them forever. No, don't let them die. They haven't done everything yet. They haven't seen this. I want them to be here for my son's games. I want to be here for my daughter. I want to see them get married. I want to see this. There's a time you have to stand there and say, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. 
Folks, I'm going to tell you something. When you get to that point, that's a whole different line, my friend. That's a whole different line. See, that's not loving God there. That's surrender and trusting God there. Jesus prayed it. We'll pray it. If you haven't already. My friends, we sit here on the eve of Christmas. On the eve of Christmas. We're about to tear into a bunch of presents and gifts. And our living rooms or wherever will be littered in wrapping paper. I mean littered. Can't even see the carpet anymore. Right? And we can choose to stay there in the midst of wrapping paper. We can cross over to the manger. You can stay in the midst of wrapping paper or you can approach the manger. My friends, the wrapping paper is a good memory and a gift that will last a little while. But when you approach the manger, it'll change your life forever and you'll never, ever be the same again. My friend, this Christmas season... I love tearing in the gifts. And I love a room full of boxes and bows and gift wrapping paper everywhere. I love it. Okay, I'm the one cleaning it up. But I love it, okay? I love that. But that's not all that Christmas is, my friend. The Magi traveled two years to what? The manger. Shepherds were interrupted in the field by an angel that said, hey, Don't be afraid. Go and see. Joseph was told in a dream. I know you don't get it right now, man. I know you don't understand this. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because what is about to happen is going to change the world. Don't be afraid. The people saw the dark smoke and a mountain that was trembling. And Moses said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He's come to test you. Today, we stand in the middle of a test. Christmas can just stay as wrapping paper, boxes, and bowls, and all that stuff. And it's all beautiful and wonderful. And we don't ever want to lose it. And I love every minute of it. But folks, Jesus wants to push you just a little bit further in your walk. Wherever you are today, he is saying, don't be afraid. It's time to take another step. It's time to take another step. You may not have a church home this morning, and it may be God saying, this is the church for you. It might be you sitting here saying, you know what? I'm on this side of the manger. I'm on this side of the cross. I've really never met Jesus. God is saying, I want you to meet me for the very first time this morning. You may be the guy who's in church, got his family in church, but you know you're not in the Word, and God is saying, I need you as the head of your home, as the dad, as the father, as the husband, to go to a different level with me. I need you to not be afraid. I need you to get in the Word, because i got a Word for you, man. I'm about to empower you to lead like you've never led before. And you want to say, but I'm afraid, I'm scared. Whatever it is, you may be a family that says, Jeff, we've just been givers, but we really sense God leading us to be tithers. Oh, buddy, that'll separate the men from the boys, all right? I said in the earlier service, tithing will scare you to death. And if you're not tithing, if you're not scared, you may not be tithing. Because sometimes, man, it doesn't make sense 
when God takes you to a different level. I was sitting there in the fifth grade and was asked to read scripture, and I stuttered like a machine, man. And 10 years, or really it was about nine years later, at 19, was asked to read again at a thing called timeout. And I was scared, and everything in my body wanted God to say, wanted me to tell that guy, no, I can't do this. I, 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 I just, I'm not there. I don't, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know you believe in me. Here's the deal. I don't believe in me. I can't read this. But I couldn't tell him that. And I said, God, you got to get me through it. And today I'm still saying, God, you got to get me through it. When you hear God and you know God spoke, fear comes up. But can I tell you something? The minute fear rises up in you, may faith squash fear and may faith trumpet. Because, my friends, I'm going to tell you something. Fear tries to stop faith every single time. And so when you fear that, when you hear, when you sense fear coming up in you, may the faith of Almighty God squash out all fear. He did not come to give you the spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, my friend. And don't you, as a king's kid, ever let fear keep you from being what God wants you to be and doing what God's called you to do. Some of you right now are locked down, man. You can't move. You're in a prison because you're in fear of what God's doing in your life. You're scared to take the step. You're scared to step out there because what you want to do is you want to predict the outcome and you want God to give it to you ahead of time. I was talking to a guy going out the door. He said, I'm right there. But what scares me is I've never been there before and I don't know what to expect. That's right. You don't. Can I give you some good news? Joseph didn't know. Shepherds didn't know. Magi didn't know. Moses didn't know. For that matter, Jesus really didn't know when he prayed, God, okay, not my will, but your will be done. Today, my friend, may you get there. Right where you're at, you got to cross over because God is here and you're here. And it's safe, I know. We've been there. Melissa and I have been in comfort zones. And God is saying, now I want you to go out here. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm doing great here. Everything. No, I'm pushing you. Because when I get you here, God becomes much bigger than he is where you are today. Let your God increase today. May God push you today out of your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. You're scared. But I'm going to tell you, there is great reward by, by it. When you do it, there's great reward. And I've said many times, as we move to invitation, I want you to hear this. On the other side of obedience is always blessing. So go bless yourself today by being obedient to God. And you know what? It may not make sense, and you may be scared to death. But just step. Just step. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, fear is a natural, natural thing in our human body. It's a natural thing in our human body, but the problem is we're supernatural people born again by the power of God. And when fear rises up in us as king's kids, it's just there to keep us from stepping out in faith with God. And God may fear not, dis- not, not uh, quench our fire. May it not kink the hose of faith in our life. 
God, push us out. We don't know the answer, but push us out. God, we know you're going to come through for us, and we can count on you. So, God, I pray today that everyone at the sound of my voice hears you say this over them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. God, in this invitation time, you move us however you need to move us, Father, for your glory and for your honor. In Christ's name, amen.